This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today on the newscast, Russia making moves with Iran, Turkey, and North Korea as the Gathering Storm Coalition strengthens. Get my take next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. As we've been discussing this growing military alliance between Russia and Iran over the past few months, we've made clear that it is a quid pro quo relationship, meaning the Iranian regime is not delivering hundreds, if not thousands at this point, of attack drones to Russia for use in its war on Ukraine out of the goodness of its heart. No, The Iranian regime expects something in return, folks, maybe several things. We've put forth a number of possibilities here in the newscast over the past few months, including the delivery of advanced Russian fighter jets to the Iranian regime. Well, now we see some stirrings of exactly that happening. Reports that Iran has received some training jets from Russia with Those advanced fighter jets perhaps not too far behind. A major development there that could be a game changer in some ways in the Middle East, although Israel's air force clearly is superior in the region. Nonetheless, Iran trying to make serious advances, not only with its land and sea forces, as we've reported here in the newscast, but now with its severely outdated air force as well. And they are looking for Russia's help to do exactly that. Also... Another rogue regime looking for Moscow's help is none other than North Korea. A reported visit by Kim Jong-un to Russia, perhaps as early as this month, where North Korea will be seeking help with nuclear submarine technology and, of course, supplying Russia with arms, again, for its use in the war in Ukraine. Lastly, we want to discuss yet another Russian move Vladimir Putin meeting yesterday, Monday, September 4th, with none other than Turkish President Recep Erdogan. We've got details there as well, and some prophetic implications, I believe, to all of this. Speaking of potential prophetic implications, a quick programming note. We've been telling you about this, folks, over the past week or so. Tonight is the night, Tuesday, September 5th, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on TBN, My brand new special, The Rise of Artificial Intelligence, AI, is hitting the air. Now, folks, this is one of the most important programs I have ever produced and hosted. No doubt about it. AI is being talked about everywhere. Obviously, it is on the rise in many ways, and I believe there are indeed prophetic implications, and that AI could potentially profoundly affect all of our lives in the very near future. Here's a sneak peek at tonight's special. It's been hailed as a technological revolution that could change the course of humanity forever. Artificial intelligence, or AI, is taking the world by storm. So what are the benefits and potential dangers of AI? And what does it mean for believers and the church? I'm Eric Stackelbeck, and I'll be joined by a panel of experts to break down the rise of AI and what it could mean for you, your faith, and your future. 
coming up right here only on TBN and the TBN app. It is going to be a powerful program. Don't miss it tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time on TBN, the rise of artificial intelligence. Hey, while you're at it, be sure to subscribe to the Watchman News channel right here on YouTube and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. We would love to have you here with us as watchmen and women on the wall for such a time as this. And whether it's current events, geopolitical events like we're breaking down for you today, or the rise of AI, we're coming at all of this from a biblical perspective that you're just not hearing in the mainstream media. So be sure to subscribe and watch the AI program tonight. In the meantime, let's dig into Russia, Iran, Turkey, North Korea, and the prophetic chess pieces moving on the board there. Now, Russia has reportedly supplied some trainer jets, the Yak, Y-A-K, Yak-130 trainer jets to the Iranian regime. Now, these trainer jets do exactly what their name says, Pilots, Iranian pilots, can train on them in anticipation of flying more advanced fighter jets in the future. They're training aircraft, but they can be used as light combat aircraft as well. But the big prize for Iran would clearly be the advanced Russian Su-35 fighter jets. Now, we reported way back in February, I believe, that Russia was set to deliver these fighter jets to Iran... They apparently have not been delivered yet. At least 24 of them, two dozen fighter jets from Russia to Iran. But Iran reportedly, according to reports out of the region, still waiting for those jets to be delivered. Perhaps Russia said, okay, just to whet your appetite a bit, Tehran, here are some of these trainer jets as a tease in terms of what is coming soon. And of course, Iran would love for Russia to close the skies over Syria and shut off Syria's airspace to Israeli fighter jets that have carried out hundreds of strikes against Iran and Hezbollah in Syria over the past several years. Will Russia eventually do that? Essentially create a no-fly zone over Syria for Israeli fighter jets? We shall see. We've discussed that a bunch here in the newscast in recent months. But the other takeaway from this Russia-Iran fighter jet deal is okay. Does it change the balance of power in the skies over the Middle East, folks? I don't believe it does. The Israeli Air Force is clearly the most powerful force in the region, bar none. It's going to take Iran a while to learn how to, first of all, Iranian pilots, first of all, to use, how to use and fly these Su-35 Russian fighter jets. I guess that's what where the training aircraft come in that Iran apparently has its hands on right now. But nonetheless, the Iranian pilots aren't going to become... Uh, wizards overnight on these advanced Russian fighter jets. There aren't enough of them. It seems that two dozen will be delivered at some point. And again, Israel clearly for decades has been the aerial superpower in the region. Now, is Iran's intent to perhaps use these fighter jets to uh, stop Israeli fighter jets from bombing Iran's nuclear facilities? I'm sure that factors in to their desire to get their hands on these Su-35s, but at the end of the day, it doesn't change the larger picture, I believe, in the region, although it's certainly not a good thing, and it helps Iran up its game in the skies, no doubt, if not in the short term, eventually, when those pilots are trained up. Now, speaking of Russia sharing and quid pro quos, North Korea, which possesses dozens of nuclear weapons of its own at this point, is reportedly asking Russia for 
nuclear submarine know-how and technology in exchange for North Korea supplying Russia with artillery and various forms of weaponry. Now, folks, we've been telling you that Russia, because many people have said, why would Russia go to Iran and North Korea? They don't need them. Oh, yes, they do. At this point, the war in Ukraine is 19 months old, and Russia needs to replenish its arsenals, and it's turning to its good and trusted friends, Iran and North Korea, not to mention China, Venezuela, Belarus. Uh, So Russia approached North Korea And Sergei Shogai, the Russian defense minister, actually visited North Korea in July, imploring the North to step up and help the Russian war machine. And Kim Jong-un is open to it, but he wants something in return. And one thing that he wants is nuclear technology uh, for North Korean submarines. Stay tuned. Kim Jong-un may very well, according to reports out of the region, travel to Russia this month to meet with Vladimir Putin, most likely on Russia's Pacific coast. And lastly, as we go around the horn here, Vladimir Putin met yesterday, Monday, September 4th, in the Russian city of Sochi with his Turkish counterpart, Recep Erdogan. Now, the basis for this meeting was this grain deal. And Erdogan is is trying to play an interesting role here. Remember, Turkey is a NATO member, although under his radical rule, I've referred to Turkey as NINO, NATO in name only. Nonetheless, he's trying to straddle between both sides and play the middleman here and paint himself as some sort of broker or mediator where he has one foot in NATO, does Erdogan, and another foot in the east with Russia, Iran, uh, Hamas, and other alliances, radical alliances. And yesterday, again, he's trying to project himself as a statesman, meeting in Sochi with Putin and trying to broker or revive the green deal that expired back in July, which saw Russia allowing Ukraine to export grain via the Black Sea uh, around the world, where there were serious food concerns, especially in the third world, Africa, the Middle East, and elsewhere. Putin put a stop to that in July. Erdogan is saying, look, let's revive this. And Putin yesterday in that meeting with Erdogan said, no, I'm not going to do it. He wants the West to loosen up its uh, limitations on Russian agricultural exports in return for him reviving the grain deal. So serious food security concerns continue. But Erdogan and Russia, uh, Erdogan and Putin, I should say, have what's been called a special relationship. Russia has been annoyed with Erdogan at times over the past year or so as Erdogan has continued as have other NATO members to support Ukraine publicly. But unlike other NATO members, Erdogan has maintained relations, close relations with Putin. I believe ultimately, folks, those will be, if not between these two particular leaders, Russia and Turkey, that alliance, that relationship will have prophetic implications. I'm talking about the war of Gog and Magog laid out in the book of Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39, which seems to suggest that Russia joined by Persia, modern day Iran, and what many believe is Turkey will lead a latter days confederation against Israel. So what we see here with all these movings and shakings and rumblings involving Russia does indeed have prophetic implications. Again, I don't know if Vladimir Putin will be at the helm or Erdogan will be at the helm when everything kind of hits the fan, but certainly we see the chess pieces moving in that direction. Bible times, 
no doubt. That's why we encourage you to keep it right here on the Watchman News Channel. Before we go, we also encourage you to check out our good friends at Mayor Panim. Hey, the Jewish High Holidays are fast approaching, and many in Israel right now, including Holocaust survivors, are suffering. We're talking about food insecurity. Well, you're seeing it right now in Israel. That's where Mayor Panim steps in, does an incredible job with their high-quality soup kitchens, helping the needy in Israel. And when you help Mayor Panim, you are fulfilling the biblical mandate to bless Israel. That's a great combination, folks. So check out our good friends at Mayor Panim at mpgive.org. That's mpgive.org, especially as the high holidays approach in Israel. Your support is greatly needed and appreciated. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Don't forget the AI special tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on TBN. Until tomorrow, God bless you, and remember, never hold your peace.